This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. But off the top uh, here today, last night, it was Hillary Clinton's night in Philadelphia, the culmination of the Democratic National Convention as the nominee gets a chance to, to have her say. And you know what? Initially, as I was listening to it last night, it, it seemed like uh, a weak speech. I got to say, initially, I mean, Hillary Clinton's not a great public speaker to begin with, um, but it did pick up some steam as it went along. And I think she finished strong, or at least strong enough. All in all, I think the Democrats had a fairly, fairly positive convention. Certainly, uh, it had a lot of bumps along the way with the, the Bernie Sanders crowd and uh, a lot of those disruptions, the embarrassment uh, of the DNC email hacks. Uh, but she had some pretty powerful speeches from Michelle Obama from Bill Clinton, from Barack Obama, from Michael Bloomberg, and a couple of uh, noteworthy speakers last night as well ahead of uh, Mrs. Clinton. Uh, Joining us for some thoughts uh, on the week that was, both in Philadelphia and elsewhere in U.S. politics, Michael Taub joins us uh, on the line here today. Troy Media syndicated columnist, Washington Times contributor, a former speechwriter to Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Michael, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks very much, Rob. Um, Let's start with Hillary's speech last night. What did you make of it? Um, not dissimilar to what you said. I thought it was pretty mediocre overall. Um, there were a number of places where she had a few good one-liners, especially when talking about foreign policy and Donald Trump's presumption that he knows, you know, more than the great American generals do. And she sort of says to him, Donald, you really don't. I mean, those sorts of lines obviously sell very well with a partisan crowd, which she was speaking to in Philadelphia. And obviously they're going to enjoy anything that she has to say. The real problem, though, unfortunately, with Hillary Clinton, Rob, is that she has never been an inspirational uh, speaker. She really isn't at all. She always does this sort of same humdrum speech at a, if I, if I may, very slow pace. She doesn't really speed up her tempo. She doesn't really know how to play a crowd very well. And she doesn't obviously have the talent of her husband, Bill Clinton, who is probably one of the great orators of any era that we've ever seen in American politics. It's not that she isn't consistent in what she does. It's not that she isn't uh, fair enough. Like, no one's going to come out and say she's just a god-awful speaker. But she's not really able to inspire a crowd. So unless you're really a partisan Democrat, you're not going to get really worked up about it. You're not going to get really riled up about it because you've seen her do this same sort of stump speech over and over and over again. So for such a great moment in history, you know, the first woman to be a nominee on a major political party ticket, which I think is, you know, is is incredible and most people would no matter what your ideological position this speech really in my mind fell flat well yeah that seems like a i wouldn't say it fell flat it almost seems seems harsh but it it wasn't memorable i I, yeah you know it didn't it didn't didn't excite people i i think and and Again, I, I think she's got her own limitations. I mean, Michelle Obama's speech, just to, to take one in particular, it was incredibly powerful. Yes, Regardless of what you think of her or whether you agree with her or her husband, it was an amazing speech. But yes, how, how much do these speeches matter, do you think, though, Michael? Well, no. 
not a great deal. I mean, look, we can agree to disagree on how much the, the, the speech was actually, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent. But these sorts of speeches, both the acceptance speech that Donald Trump gave a couple weeks ago and what <clears throat> Hillary Clinton gave yesterday, are not going to necessarily play into the ends and outs of this election. I mean, obviously, it's either a, it'll be a feel-good moment at the very end, but within a few days, some other dark cloud or controversial scene or something good, something bad, will take over the, uh, the news cycle, and these speeches will soon be forgotten. It doesn't mean that little clips of them won't be played here and there, but they really don't turn the tide of an election. Once in a while in history, presidential debates, which Mr. Trump and Mrs. Clinton will obviously have, those are things that sometimes can affect an election, although in recent decades, not quite as much. I think this election, though, is going to be actually very, very close, Rob, overall. And most news stations, including Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, and others are all sort of saying that if you look at the country right now, it's really very heavily divided. I mean, you have about half for her, about half for him, and they're fighting for this small little sliver. So Hillary Clinton's acceptance speech isn't going to really capture that small sliver. If anything, they're probably all still sitting on the fence. But it's interesting that in an election where I think a lot of people have actually decided which way they're going to go, or at least which way, or at least which candidate they feel is best for them, it is intriguing to note that the littlest slip up or a bit of an accent or a change in a couple of states, which are either traditionally Democratic or traditionally Republican, could switch the entire election. But an acceptance speech, not at all. Yeah, it's it's weird right now. And I even saw a story today quoting a, a top Democrat who, who said, you know, that things are unpredictable right now. The electorate yep. seems to be in, in in a weird mood. And, you know, I saw one poll today where, you know, Missouri, that's typically uh, a Republican stronghold. Hillary Clinton leads Trump by a point. Conversely, yep. Trump seems competitive in, in what have been traditionally Democratic states. So everything seems seems weird in, in this well, cycle. Yeah, everything's a bit upside down. You're absolutely right. Look, it's interesting. One of the states where Trump is actually doing quite well, he's either he's probably leading by margin of error, which is 2 to 3%, is actually Pennsylvania, where the DNC was held, right in the heart of Philadelphia. It's, it's quite extraordinary to believe that a few of these states are sort of in play. I mean, even the little tiny state of Vermont, which used to be a Republican str- uh, stronghold, switched, I think, after Ronald Reagan's second term in 84 and have been sitting sitting in the democratic camp ever since is now in play for the first time in almost 30 years so it's really kind of extraordinary to watch this and again i just believe that you're right the electorate is in a very strange mood even though they've decided between the two candidates either like one hate the other or reverse I think there's just going to be these little teeny tiny twists and turns that are going to change everything because when you have an election this close, unless there's just some big bombshell that comes, and you don't see a lot of that typically in an election campaign where everything is sort of structured out, people have kind of thought of all the ins and outs and all the possibilities of some sort of mishap happening and how they have to have a damage control section ready on, you know, on the ready for it. I think it'll just be these little tiny things that are going to change everything because 
we know what Donald Trump is like. We know that he's a bombastic, offensive, various other things, and has caused a lot of commotion. And it's also questionable whether he's even a conservative or a Republican. And then you have Hillary Clinton, who has basically been linked with centrist Democrats all of her life and now is trying to tout herself as this newfound progressive, or more to the point, a progressive that she's always been a progressive, which is kind of fascinating to me when you look at some of her positions, especially on foreign policy. It's just going to be the littlest tiny slip-up, I think, that will change an electorate that really doesn't know which way they want to go. And in the meantime, you know, it was an odd week for Donald Trump, who I guess was trying to steal back some of the spotlight, but um, said something really bizarre and disconcerting, I I would say, uh, about Russia, inviting the Russians to to come do more hacking and find Clinton's emails. They, They also announced this week that he wouldn't be releasing his tax returns, which is an odd strategy, yet despite it all, none of it, again, it's a a recurring theme here. None of it really seems to stick to him or hurt him. No, it's crazy. You would think for most people or most sensible politicians on the left or the right, this would this would sink a campaign. You'd be done. But Donald Trump, although I wouldn't necessarily call him a Teflon politician, is Teflon-like. Somehow he's just able to through humor or his just bombastic nature, his gregarious personality, he's able to sort of toss these things aside kind of roughly and then move on to the next pit hole, or sorry, pitfall, and then just fall into the hole, climb back out, do the same thing, and over and over and over again. It's interesting how it's happening because usually it's an experienced politician who knows how the ins and outs of the game and how to get out of these sticky situations. Donald Trump has no political experience, nothing. Yet somehow or other, everything is sort of magically working his way for the most part. And even though he's in obviously a very tight race right now with Hillary Clinton, if you remember looking back at polls just a few weeks ago and and respecting the fact that polls are what they are and they're obviously not God's gift to humanity, the polls really show that he was sinking at one point in time very early on with her, but due to the fact of what happened with the WikiLeaks, uh, WikiLeaks email release and other problems that have happened within the Democratic Party, and now even the IRS sort of looking at the Clinton Foundation again, a lot of these things are starting to work in his favor, where a lot of people, I guess, by the time November rolls around, unless something to basically bite their tongue and vote for someone who, quite frankly, I don't think a lot of them feel is really ready to hold elected office at this point in time. Well, and yeah, is it is it that Clinton is such a, a weak candidate or yeah. are we underestimating Trump's appeal? No, she's a weak candidate, but she's <clears throat> she's a weak candidate, not because of the political experience. She has lots of political experience. She certainly knows her way around Washington and in politics. The problem is that there's just so many breadcrumbs that are following this woman everywhere she goes, from her own email scandal to Benghazi to even though the, the WikiLeaks release obviously doesn't directly affect her, the fact that all these senior Democratic leaders were thinking of actually trying to find ways to sort of derail the Bernie Sanders campaign because they were in her camp, that being Hillary Clinton, doesn't help her. It doesn't also help her that she basically plucked Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who is the outgoing D, uh, DNC chairperson, and threw her on as her own honorary chair within like an hour yeah. of leaving the post. All these things are just not smart 
and are not clever from a woman who really should know her way around these types of landmines. So she actually is a very weak candidate. And what's worse, even though a lot of people can't stand Donald Trump for a variety of reasons, his intolerance, his, his possible bigotry, xenophobia, etc., they realize that Hillary Clinton is a massive liar. She has just lied her way through a whole variety of things, including the whole email scandal, where, you know, she claims on the one hand, well, nobody, nobody ever looked at my emails, no one ever did that, yet somehow we find out that lawyers looked about at half of them, but only half, because the other half they didn't go near. And, and you hear about other people who had no clearance, like her lawyers, who looked at these things. How can you trust someone like that? So uh, it doesn't matter that Donald Trump is a, a bad candidate in many different ways. She's no better. And that's the trick. Yeah. And I think it's going to make for a close election for those reasons. I think reasons. so, too. Yeah. yeah. Michael, great insight as always. Thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate this. My pleasure. Have a nice long weekend. Yeah, you too. Michael Taub, uh, Troy Media Syndicated columnist, Washington Times contributor, and a former speechwriter to Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.